Happy holidays, y'all. This is Unsuitable with Mary B. Saferit. It's a podcast for single Christians who are trying to navigate a culture obsessed with marriage without losing our minds in the process. We offer practical tips, honest conversations with other single Christians, and a feeling of companionship for those not walking the typical Christian path. Season 11 is a holiday special mini season all about how to manage the holidays as a whole human person who happens to be single. It's our final episode of the holiday mini season. Fear not, pals. We have some fun stuff planned for between the seasons. This week, we're ending the season with an episode on change. It's New Year resolution season. And in this episode, you'll hear about the key to sustainable growth. Before we dive in, give me 15 seconds to tell you about our Patreon community. It's no secret that many singles feel like outsiders in the church. That's why we've created a Patreon community. For a small monthly fee, you can get access to bonus content, plus a community where your voice and presence are valued. Tiers start at just $5 a month. Sign up at patreon.com unsuitable. All right, now let's dive into today's episode. Change is slow. I should specify, lasting change is slow. Perhaps you know that already, or maybe like me, it's a reality you keep forgetting about. I came into 2023 with big ideas about all I would have figured out and accomplished by the time 2024 rolled around. I was going to have Jesus and what it means to follow him, etc. down pat. I was going to have made unprecedented strides in my career and personal life. I would try for reals with dating and get that part of my life all figured out. I wanted to be realistic, though. I didn't expect to have my book published this year, but I did plan to land my top choice agent and at least have a book deal in the works. I had a clear idea of all I thought I'd accomplish this year, personally and professionally, and it was a long list. My goals have looked pretty similar for the past few years. Looking back at my list, some things have nagged me for a while. (laughs) Though I did sign a contract with an agent this year, which is a big freaking deal, the book deal remains a question mark, as it has since I started this writing and podcasting journey five years ago. If you're like me, you might be tempted to focus on the goals you didn't hit and gloss over the ones you did, as if the goal met were a fluke, as if celebrating and being grateful will take away some of the motivation to keep pushing, as if the most productive and helpful thing one might do is wallow in self-pity and beat yourself up for each goal that remains unmet. Or... Maybe you've been going after some of your goals and the path led you somewhere you didn't expect. Breakthroughs happened that have been freeing, but have also left you reeling. For example, I can't say I figured out dating, but in the process of getting more comfortable with myself, my sexuality, and my desirability, I got honest with myself about something I've suspected for years, that I'm bisexual. That reality, combined with other bits of clarity and my convictions, led me to leave my church of six and a half years. Not because anything dramatic happened, but because I was finally ready to see that it was no longer a good fit. Big change, good change, change that was a long time coming, but also destabilizing. And also not even remotely what I had in mind when I started 2023. So how do we celebrate our progress when that progress also feels like grief? 
In her piece for The New Yorker a few years back, Alexandra Schwartz wrote, In our current era of nonstop technological innovation, fuzzy wishful thinking has yielded to the hard doctrine of personal optimization. It is no longer enough to imagine our way to a better state of body or mind. We must now chart our progress, count our steps, log our sleep rhythms, tweak our diets, record our negative thoughts, then analyze the data, recalibrate, and repeat. Perhaps it's partially because we are more aware than ever of all the progress that people we surround ourselves with, mostly digitally, seem to be making. But to me, it can seem like if I'm not making measurable progress on all fronts of my life simultaneously, I'm getting left behind. And so I try to come up with a system, a strategy, and a formula to guarantee exponential growth that I can show to the world as proof that I, too, am doing exceptionally well. I may not be perfect, but I am implementing steps and working very hard to become as close to perfect as I can be. After all, if I don't have anything tangible to show for all my effort, then am I moving at all? Am I living at all? Questions like this nag me in my moments of insufficiency, impotence, and impatience. Then dirt brain starts in with, you should be doing better. You should be better. You should be going faster. I've been sitting with a particular passage in the Bible lately, Jeremiah 29. The Israelites were exiled in Babylon. I'm not going to get into the minutia of the history and the implications of that history, but basically... To give you a sense of the context, some false prophets had been saying that the Israelites would be able to return to Jerusalem super soon. As implied by the fact that they were false prophets, this was inaccurate. In this chapter, Jeremiah 29, we read the contents of a letter that Jeremiah, a for reals prophet, wrote to the exiled people. He wrote that actually, they'd be in exile for 70 years. In this letter, God asks them to get comfy, to put down roots, to grow crops, get married, and have babies. Verse 7 says, Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. After that, God promised to visit them and fulfill all the promises God made to them. Reflecting on this passage in New Year's resolution season, I'm reminded of all the goals I set at the outset of 2023. I see myself in the impatience of the Israelites, in how easy it was to believe the false prophets who promised a quick jaunt in Babylon before returning to their ideal lives. It must have been discouraging on some level, at least, to hear that they would, in fact, be in Babylon for 70 years and that they should settle in and work for the prosperity of the place to which they had been exiled. God would come, and God's promises would be fulfilled. It was just going to be a bit. As I did not figure out my goal of figuring Jesus out this year, I'm sure there's a ton going on in this passage that I can't see or understand. Here is a thing I do see. Whether we're where we want to be or not— We are where we are. Maybe there's some perceived ideal we're chasing, like marriage or living somewhere better or paying off debt. There's nothing wrong with wanting. In fact, it's good to be honest with ourselves and God about our desires. The reality is that anything we want to work towards takes time. And while that time passes, we are in neighborhoods, workplaces, schools, and churches. 
One encouragement in this passage is to hope for good things in the future, but not at the expense of where we are. As an obsessively forward-thinking person, I find myself so caught up in how things could be and where things are going that I forget about the life I'm living right now and the people God has placed in my life. Instead, I expect certain things for and from myself. I expect awareness of an unhealthy habit to be enough to fix it. And like the Israelites, I expect it all to happen in three to five business days. Thank you. Next. It's been a glorious and weird and hard and wonderful year, full of growth, grief, and change. I am somehow more certain that I'm exactly where I need to be and doing exactly what I need to be doing, as well as less certain about almost everything than I ever have been. Amid all the big change, there have been a million small steps and glimmers of hope. For all the plans I had, most of them have changed, and nearly all of them have taken longer than expected. Nearly all the goals I did meet happened in a way I couldn't have predicted. The big changes only came after years of small, halting, uncertain steps. Infinitesimal shifts that honed my path to what it is and where it's taken me. I don't know how else to describe 2023 except that it has been everything. All the stuff of life. I'm right there with you if you're ending this year with a million feelings. I'll let you borrow a practice Dr. Therapist has given me many times. When I'm being hard on myself or setting unreasonable expectations for myself, he says, there is no losing. There's only winning and learning. Then he suggests I think back to whatever I'm beating myself up about, and I write down three things that went well and three things I want to work on next time. So if there's a goal you didn't hit or an area of life you notice you're honing in on what you didn't accomplish, maybe try this exercise. Practice celebrating what went well and embracing what you want to work on with curiosity. Pals, it's been a heck of a year. If you're having trouble feeling proud of yourself for making it, think about some of those small, ordinary choices that will add up to bigger shifts. Where might God be inviting you to stay the course? What are some other invitations God might have for you where you are? Remember, walking a non-traditional path can be hard, but it can also be great. And it can be both all at once. That's the stuff of living, y'all. It's all of it. Remember that as you reflect on 2023 and plan for 2024. I'll be right there with you. I don't know what's coming, but I know where I am and what it's taken to get here. As hard as it is, it's also good. I hope you feel the same. I'm rooting for you. Happy New Year. Looking for the perfect gift for your favorite single pal or for a treat for yourself? We just launched a line of cheeky, empowering merch for those walking a non-traditional path. We have beanies, sweatshirts, mugs, and more with phrases like, why are you married? And designs you'll love to rock. Snag yours at marybesafer.com slash shop. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at marybeat.safrit and follow the podcast on Instagram at unsuitable podcast so you don't miss any updates and highlights. Unsuitable with Mary B. Safrit is a production of Mary B. Safrit LLC, all rights reserved. That's all for now. Catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>